0: Welcome to the RB podcast. As always, I'm Nate Burleson. I'm real Mike Robman. Let's go, Nate. TD drop that beat.
1: Shout my name
0: out cause you bad. Mommy, we can the to the Man, it never gets old, Nate. So, remix coming soon. Always shout out to Shy Infinite. I feel like I know Shy Infinite. Personally. I know. We need to get him in studio. Yeah, right? dog. Right? You know, for the this dope intro. Dope, check him man. out on SoundCloud and Instagram. Welcome. To the R&B show, the show with sports talk, life lessons, music from
2: producer TD. Hey, look, man, it's playoffs! It's conference championship weekend. This is true. We got our game face on, Nate. This is it's true. like sports podcast meets. Welcome to the Terra
0: Dome. Oh, what's happening? Welcome to the terror, though. What's happening? Shout out to Public Enemy. I don't know if y'all saw that dope LeBron commercial. It's fire, bro. Yeah, it is fire. Yeah. So that's that's real. I like that, man. A little Public Enemy shout out, of man. Course, that's what we do. Of course. Man. Coming up on today's show, the R&B hotline is back, Mike. The R&B hotline is back. We got people we got, calling we got in. People
2: calling in. Got we gonna hear from
0: the people and all of that. Okay. I'm ready to. We got roll, more man. questions from you, the listener. We got guest Deon Buchanan, linebacker, money backer from the Arizona Cardinals. Baller. We're excited about that. Dude can play some football, man. And I'm a fan. we got Championship Sunday preview. It's what we do, man.
2: Hey, look, y'all. Make sure y'all keep supporting our YouTube videos, all yes. that good stuff. Keep subscribing on iTunes, Stitcher, yes. everything. Review it. Look, man, it's a movement. <sighs> this is going to be a show one day. This R&B thing. Oh, look. First of all, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Nate. I'm sorry. I know we got a <laughs> script. Look. Do your thing. People in Charlotte. uh uh-huh. I got to start this show off by saying I was wrong. Okay. All
0: right. I we said, can get to that,
2: Mike. No, oh, I have to. I told somebody there this weekend that I was going to do this at the top of the show.
0: Okay. All right. Respe- okay. Respect. respect. Respect.
2: You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I said the Seattle Seahawks would beat the H-E double hockey sticks out of you guys. Uh-huh. You guys ended up.
0: Yeah. I, I, I remember somebody that you worked with in Carolina saying that Carolina's going to win. Um, young, young, articulate Nate, black, Nate, black, black man Nate, that you was don't, working with. Don't, don't let me get into the real. <laughs> don't let me get into the real. Okay? Okay. No, but, hey, let's get okay. to the show. Okay, all right. All right, hey, so you got that out the way. Yes, yes. Hit us up. Reach out to us. This is the R&B show. TD, let's get some heat.
2: Oh. It sounds like I'm pulling up to the car wash in L.A. Hey. huh?
0: Oh. This is, is it? Folks. Uh, Boom. Bounce. West coasting. Boom. Always doing the mosting. Yeah. <laughs> Not brag, but I'm a boasting. I got the heat in the bread. What you call that? Put the toast in. Oh. ooh, in that heat drop. Spitting real fire. You know them heat rocks. Hello. Oh, old school, just like Massages. the beat box. I'm about Spitting bars. Oh, don't oh. stop. Can't stop, won't stop, like Diddy, uh. Nate, B, and Mike in every single city. Oh, snap, I'm about west to coast to Carolina, uh.
2: we in front of you and you behind us. Y'all thought we wrote that because nah, I, I did the behind you. thing right before he said it. It just I knew what was happening. What we, we got do, that man. going on, That's man. What we do, you
0: know. All let's right. go, Nate. Let's get into something. What yeah, we got we, going we got on this, for today, man? You know this, I don't read this good start to the show. You know
2: I don't the read emails. Let's
0: let's jump right into it. What's up? Let's go with the R&B hotline. I figure we can do that right out the gate. We got three questions. So, um, TD, drop the R&B hotline.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley from D.C. I'm wondering, like the Seahawks this past
0: weekend, what's the atmosphere like inside the locker room after a bad first cast? Hey, I I don't know if I'm just such a – an '80s baby, but the R&B hotline to me is one of the dopest aspects of our yeah. Show. With the beat behind it, the it's subtlety- like Girl Six. You ever You're... seen Spike? Uh, Spike Lee's Girl Six <laughs> with Teresa Randall? Yeah, come on, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, hey, but yeah, I like I like the R&B hotline. So Ashley from DC, right? I got that right. Shout out to Ashley for calling in. MV. So I I was watching the game and uh, yeah. I'm reading the yeah. tweets and and I remember somebody I saying, was tweeting the whole time. What? is the coaches, what are the coaches going to tell Seattle in the locker room? And I I just responded back, you know, only got 140 characters. So I said, he needs to walk in. First thing he has to say is, if they can score 31 points in one half, we can score 31 points in one half. Now, it's easier said than done, but right out the gate, you got to shock your guys' mental and build them back up. Because in that locker room, as you know, when you down that much at halftime in the playoffs, there's a lot of finger pointing. There's a lot of guys questioning – the play calling, there's a lot of guys questioning even their own talents. Yeah. So, you got to build guys back up right out the gate. Nate, you hit it. You hit it right on. And
2: I was with this organization when we went 7-9 and and got into the playoffs. And we weren't a very good football team. And, Nate, times back then were just like that. Mm. It was – me and Marshawn snapping on the offensive line. Right. Offensive line saying you ain't getting no chips from you. This, that, and the third, Matt Hasselbeck ain't getting no protection. Davaris Jackson laboring, Bruce torn. The yeah. defense is all over the place. Special, and it was a lot of that. But I tell you one thing: it changed in 2011 when Tom Cable came. Okay, it changed. And what I know happened in that locker room at halftime was the coaches laughed. Yeah, and said, "All right, guys, this is the adversity we're up against." Yeah. The pedigree started to kick in. the The fact that they had been in this position before has right. started to kick in. Right. The fact that uh, you have a quarterback who has an undeniable belief and will to win—that's
0: mm-hmm.
2: your leader. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball, and literally, I, I trust me, I hung out with more defensive guys than offensive guys. So that's a whole other story. Right. But all eleven. Oh. All probably 14 when you talk about subs and guys coming in, 14, 15 guys believed about defense. Defensively, that they were gonna go out and win this game. You're, you're you're a lightweight defensive guy at heart, right? Well, because I really believe in the defensive mentality. If an offensive guy got a defensive mentality, you're unstoppable. Hey, bro, you, you, you feel sp- what I'm saying? Preaching to the choir, right now. But I know Tom Cable came in. Right. He looked the offensive line. He said, "You
0: guys are getting your mm. kicked. Yeah.
2: Okay. Right." Shape up or get embarrassed. I mean,
0: what? It's facts. You, but, hey, but, you know what? After the coaching, though, after the coaching, that's when the leaders got to step up. Because I remember moments throughout my career where guys would light up the team. And it, sometimes it was more criticism than it was, you know, positive reinforcement. I remember Dante Culpepper coming in one halftime and – you know he, he's from ocala florida so yeah. he he come and be like hey 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 listen we got to get this together and hey, y'all better believe that i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna do my job if y'all don't do your job stay in the locker room well, and nature right because look the great ones they
2: understand when things are going great if they were up 31-0 at halftime they would have walked in and said all right, look guys we ain't that good yeah it's 0-0 you know what I mean? And the great ones also know when you're down 31, all right, guys, we ain't this bad now. Right. And I've watched the tape. I've watched the all-20s. I've watched the coaching tape. Guys getting out of gap. Got They were mistakes that the, that the
0: Seahawks could have fixed. So you, 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 look what at, I mean? you look at two sides of the coin. You got Carolina going in, you know, basically riding high, up 31 points. And what the coaches should have said is, like you said, we're not that good. It's not as good as it seems. No. We got some things to fix. Let's go out in the second half and do better. Which, they almost crumbled because they didn't score any points. And then on the other side of the coin, you got Seattle going to halftime, basically getting your doors blown off, and the coach say, hey, as bad as it looks, it's we bad. fixed some things, we can get some points on the and, board and have a chance to win the game, and they almost did.
2: And, and, and I tell you and I tell you one thing. I tell you one thing. I talked to a lot of the players after the game, FaceTime a couple of them. They really believe Nate, that, oh, dog, if we had one more drive, that game was over.
0: That's fights. Hey, That's championship hey. mindset okay, right there. Okay, cool. Hey, I'm going to say you know this. Me? Before we go on to question number two, I'm tired of you FaceTiming all these dudes and not getting them on the show. Okay? So just, you know what I'm saying, share, share your uh, – Get I, them on yeah. the show, Mike. A TD. <laughs> <laughs> <talking> TD, chiming <laughs> in. Chime in. <laughs> chime in. A chime in. All right. Hey, hey, come on. Let me get, uh, let me get that uh, question number two from the R&B Hotline. Yo, this is John from endzoneblog.com from Michigan. And I wanna know, is Cam Newton the best dual threat quarterback of all time? Ooh. Oh, John from Michigan. Hey, shout out to the to the mitten. Michigan, I love my people in Michigan. Hey John, appreciate you calling in. Hey, that's we that's acting
2: this one first.
0: Go ahead, do your thing.
2: You sure? Look, I'm gonna make it real simple for you. Cam Newton is the best dual threat quarterback our game has ever seen. Oh, and he has the potential to set the bar so high uh. that there might not be a guy come around like that for 20 years. Uh. And I say that just because you just, just simply physically to be that big, right, that agile, right. and to be able to throw the football is right. damn near impossible to build a guy like You can't even make a guy like that. God said you are going to be a Superman in the football uniform. And – uh, you you heard me say it before in the red zone. Yeah, he can make the throws look, look, in the red zone. The windows get tighter, so the windows get taller, mm. and so he can make the high throws in the tight windows in the red zone. He also plays eleven on eleven football. Mm. He runs quarterback power, and to that extra man you bring in the box is not going to tackle him six six two hundred fifty five pounds mm. and. I think if he takes the next step in his development from a mental standpoint as far as seeing the entire field and playing the game, man, not just playing offense, but playing the game. Tom Brady and those guys – they play the game. They're, again, they're playing chess. Right. You feel what I'm saying? They understand, hey, I can take this sack because my defense is doing this. Oh, I can take this. Oh, so I, I know uh, we're going to um, take the ball at, 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 in overtime because of we're, this, that, and the third. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. They understand the bigger picture, and Cam has to graduate to that. Mm-hmm. He's the MVP this year. He's been the most exciting and best player in the league this year. And to answer the caller's question – he might already be the best dual threat quarterback in history, Ooh. but he will be, definitely will be when it's all said and done. Barn an injury. Oh man, you hit it on the head. I can't really follow up with
0: much. I mean, more I played the that.
2: position. I've, I've been there, bro. No, I know I, what it feels like to drop back, and you can outrun anybody on the field. <laughs> you used to be able to outrun anybody. Come on, on the dog. Field? Come on, dog. I'm not. Why you Check think
0: my I, tape? Check I'm my not tape. attacking you. I was asking. Any lions out but there? I didn't Stater. know. Let me
2: jump on this. The linebacker of the Bengals, AJ Hawk, jumped on Damn Shack Show and said Mike Robb was the toughest quarterback he had to bring down. I'm just saying, bro. Okay, I, I do in, in his career. I'm just saying, nasty. I, I Listen, it wouldn't be this brother relationship if occasionally no, they didn't no, give no, 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 crap, no. Okay? I, you know, people don't necessarily <laughs> always. But <remember, laughs> I always got to, I got to remind them sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, honestly, that, and that's why it. it, it, it It irks me, Nate, to hear guys that aren't mobile Uh, try to talk about guys and downplay guys that are. You've never once dropped back and been able to just say, you know what, I can score really right here if I want to. Mm. You dictate coverage. You know why? Mm. Because they can't play man. Mm. If they do, I drop back, hit my last step, and I'm out of (laughs) here. What are you doing? That's facts. That's facts. When the Seahawks struggled this weekend. What started happening was they started playing some, some, some a uh, little bit, man. Yeah. Russell hit his last step and started going, yeah. eating up uh, yardage. Next thing you know, when the ball snapped, them linebackers are frozen.
0: Yeah, that's facts. And uh. then the
2: passing lanes open up behind you. I ain't mean to be that long on that answer, bro. No, but no. I've, been no. All I've been waiting for somebody People to ask me that one. I've been waiting for somebody to ask me that one. People need
0: to hear that. For me, what do you account for, 45 touchdowns this year, something like that, ridiculous, right? Ridiculous, It was a ridiculous amount. So, for me, I, I, I'm going to say yes. Echoing everything you said, but more importantly, his ceiling. I can't even see it. I don't know what his ceiling is. This year, his growth was tremendous. And we're not talking about athletically. I mean, he's going to continue to get bigger, faster, stronger. He hasn't even hit 30 yet, okay? So I'm talking about his ability to drop back and be just a traditional passer. He put himself in the conversation with Carson Palmer. Surpassed Peyton Manning because Peyton Manning is old right now. Conversation with Brady. Now we're talking about Cam as a thrower, not just an athletic guy that happens to be playing quarterback. So for me, yes, the answer is by far the best dual threat at the quarterback position in the league right now. And we've had had Michael Vick. We've had Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. You remember what Cunningham used to do?
2: Baller. That was my favorite player.
0: And let's put it out there. Russell Wilson, if he was in a system where they allowed him to do what he wanted to do, he could probably be that. He's no, extremely fast and extremely athletic. Russell's up there. I take, but some of Cam me. just takes it to a whole another
2: I take a little level. bit away from Russell just because, and this is never going to change. And I know my Seahawk fans are going to get upset with me. Russell may even be upset with me, right? But his red zone issues will continue to happen, right? Um, unless they could, unless they start feeding the ball to a guy like Jimmy Graham on right. the outside, right? Why? Because he's short, right, and he will never be able to get over that in the red zone. But I'm not saying he
0: can't still do his thing. But even with that said, though, Mike, I feel like they got to loosen the leash a little bit. I feel like when they're talking to Cam, hey, here's the play call. But Cam, do what you do. Because when Cam starts sniffing that red zone – He's doing whatever he needs to do to get in there. I got to call you on that one. I got to call you on that one. What you you mean, if they give Russell a little little bit more flexibility to run the ball in the red zone, you don't think he'd have more success? I'm going to call you on that one. I'm
2: going to call you on that one just because, and I got to say this without messing up my relationship and putting information out there. Right. That's how it is. Okay. And I know this for a fact. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I know for a fact that the thought has changed in Seattle from. Everything going through beast mode to now, <laughs> number three. That's your show. I feel like he just needs to run the ball more. Now, I'm, now that know, may he, be I know you got to protect. I'm not, that's what that I'm may saying. be on him. That's what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying? But he has to pull as, the trigger. As far as, as opening the offense up, I do know this for a fact. Yeah, no, I got you on that. No, I, he I has see. all the oh, tools.
0: Yeah. To his I got you. I'm talking about him pulling saying? the trigger and running like Cam because he's athletic and he can outrun majority of guys he plays. And
2: for. look, shout out and shout out to the Panthers organization, right, for being patient with Cam. Oh yeah. Because point. when Cam first got into the National Football League, he wasn't ready to be a franchise quarterback. It's true. His potential was there, yeah. but he wasn't ready. And they were they, they, they and he came in where quarterbacks are different now. It yeah. used to be they used to wait 3 or 4 yeah. years and then they were ready. They threw him in the flames. They threw him in the flames and we've seen him mature. He's got the and big they, contract. they helped cultivate that talent. He helped cultivate the talent. The city
0: Everything about Cam News, bro. He's become a better speaker. He, he's man. growing. just did tremendously, you just? Man. Did you? No, I'm did just Nate saying. He, just say he became a better speaker. No. <laughs> it's not a shot at. It's not come a shot at Cam. Come it's, on, Nate. it's no drink the Kool Aid, man. Bro, like, come on, Nate. Listen to what I'm saying, Mike. Let me talk before you go off the edge. When you're a rookie, you don't know how to address the camera. Like you don't know what the, the fans need to hear. Like sometimes you're brutally honest when you don't need to be. Okay, I you know thought you saying? was talking about how well. Nah, I ain't saying nothing about him being articulate. <laughs> I mean, he, he was always intelligent even when he's in college. That's true. But and I, he I, got his. He's getting to your thing. point. Like being the franchise guy, now he understands. Like when I get in front of his podium. I'm gonna talk to these people, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be entertaining and engaging. Like he has embraced the media side of it. I'm saying he became a better speaker and understanding the landscape of what media brings to his brand, that's what I mean. Absolutely, let's go on to the next question. Let's go to the next question, what we got man, R&B Hotline. Hi, my name is Maya, I'm calling from LA and my question for you
2: is, um, both of you guys have played in championship games. Is there a different type of preparation
1: for you and your teammates before that game?
0: Good question. Good question. Maya Real from L.A. I'll, I'll tackle this one first. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, there's, there's a different preparation, but there isn't a different approach. So mm, What does that mean? That means Ta- talk every, to me, bro. That means Learn every single game, and I don't care if it's preseason, I'm looking at it like it's the last game of my life. And I would say that to my guys. When I'm giving my pregame speech, I would say, if the world ended, right, and years from now the new – generation came on and and found copies of old football games and and they put it in and they watched this game, how would they rate your effort, right? That's how you should think about it. If this was my last game, as we know, it could end like that, Mike. I mean, you can get a neck injury, leg injury, anything can happen. You can get in a car accident, which I know, outside of the football field. So I would always think, like, if this was my last game, how would I want this to be seen, right, and judged? So, for me, if it was preseason, regular season, postseason, I approach it the same. Now, preparation is different, though, because you spend so much more time locked into the moment when preparing for your, your guys, when preparing for who you're going to face, the team. You're understanding the weather conditions. You're understanding who's injured, who's not. You're understanding your body. Coaches, they might be a little more tight. So, They're definitely going to be. So So, their preparation spills yeah, over on away. you. So, for me – Preparation is way different. It's a whole nother level. Approach is still the same.
2: And and honestly, before 2010, I would agree with everything you just said. But when I first went to the playoffs in 2010, it changed for me. Nate, I ain't going to be lying. I ain't going to even be, uh, lie to you. Uh-huh. We played that Saints in that wild card game, and – The tension was so thick, it's like you could cut the air every yard.
0: Tension in in the game. Yeah,
2: in the game. Like, everything meant something. It was just – I was like, whoa, this is not a regular season game. Yeah. But I was so locked in, as you said, my prep was there so much. After the game and we won, I had to ask myself, why don't I prepare for regular season games like this? Oh, oh. What's the difference? You have to check yourself a little bit. And I had I had a reality check. I had to check myself, Nate. Mm. And so from twenty ten on, the back half of my career is when I had the most success, also. Pro Bowl, Super Bowl, all of that. And it was because from that moment I remember sitting in front of my locker after Beast Quake, you know, we pumped up this, that, and that I'm sitting in front of my locker and sit in Century Link and I'm like, I need to be ready like this every time, bro. Mm. And so I changed my preparation. Uh, I really bought into that that peak mentality that every week is a championship. So you know what? Facts. My practice had to change. Mm. I started practicing better mm. because I had to get myself ready for a championship opportunity. And you know, Nate, we don't know it. We don't know that this little stick route and I got the outside fly. We don't know that the quarterback on hold it and throw that down right. to so me. So you better and be we running. We never get it. You better be running. You better be ready for your opportunity. Yeah. And – I took that same mentality, bro, and talking about getting ready for championships, took it to the regular season, and this is on some real stuff. I took it to life. Uh, Talk to me. Took it to life, bro. Talk to me. I started preparing for life situations, preparing for interviews, preparing for PowerPoint presentations, preparing for speeches that I have around the country, just like I prepared
0: to play Ray Lewis in Baltimore. Fatherhood, being a husband, being of that a friend, a brother, all that. An employee. Mike. We getting deep. We getting deep, but that's real, though. Bro. So when I go talk to kids, this is what I tell them. I say that listen, everybody wants to be great. They all raise their hand. I said, well, greatness isn't a dimmer. You can't dim it when you want. You can't have it as bright as you want it. And then when it's time for you to do your math or go clean up your room or or listen to your parents or your teachers, you dim it down because, oh, I'm not that good at history. I just I don't like it. Nah, when you look at the greats in this game, you look at Jordan and their approach, LeBron, and now Steph Curry, these young guys, um, Russell Wilson, his Everything he does. It's a switch, bro. So I tell him, turn the switch on. You shouldn't have a dimmer in your life because you can't walk into the playoffs and say, Let me flip this song. All of a sudden, you're going to be a different dude? Nah, like to your point, to your learning lesson, you got to keep that switch on all the time. And sometimes that rubs people the wrong way because you always turned on. But I don't care if I'm always turned on because I'm always ready to walk through the door of opportunity when it comes.
2: You know who's like that? Earl Thomas. And he plays like that. Earl is like that so much that people think he's weird sometimes. But I love Earl and I get Earl. Earl is always in the moment. He came out here to do some interviews on Total Access or whatever. He had his iPad watching film off season. Uh-huh. Like, the month after the season was over. He like, like oh, man, Earl, bro. nah, man. I'm still learning. This is it. This is yeah. all I got to do right now. Man. Bucky so, Brooks is still mad. At, uh, Earl Thomas is still mad at Bucky Brooks because he didn't have him as high on his draft board to this day. Wow. wow. Yeah, and Earl ain't going to forget it. He he's not. It. He will not forget. So Bucky, it. and it was like, yeah, you you had me on your list kind of too low. He's still mad about that. That's I can appreciate it. I, I, I knew Earl was the real deal when Pete came straight in the league, his first pick – well, not first pick, but in the first round, yeah. he gets Earl.
0: Yeah. Under, and Taylor uh, Mays. Undersized safety. When Taylor Mays is out him. there. and pay, Taylor Mays played and for and him. And Taylor Mays played for him just a few months earlier. And he's from Seattle. And he's from Seattle. So everybody thought that was automatic pick. I know Taylor, but I feel you. <laughs> don't. I know exactly what you're saying on that. All right, man. That's what's up, man. Hey, once again, we appreciate the callers calling in. We need more of that. As many people to call in. We just need to do a show questions. of
2: straight questions
0: from callers and hey, from man, Twitter, we bro. Need to, we need to make this a movie. That's what we need. Hey, Bad Boys Four coming out because they already got Bad Boys Three. <laughs> Bad Boys Four with me and we and Mike. So you already, Mike. You Mike Lowry? Yeah, I'm Mike. Lowry. I'm Marcus yeah. Burnett. All right, that's how we gonna that's do. That's cool. It? All yeah. right, we could do that. All right, cool. I'll be the smooth one. <laughs> now, actually, we might have switched that. Up. I'm the <laughs> smooth one. Yeah. <laughs> You the loud one. <laughs> all right. Hey, here we go, though. Another guest. Another playmate. Hot, man. We
2: always get guests, bro.
0: We got Deion Buchanan. We're speaking to him about the Cardinals, speaking to him about the playoffs, speaking to him about him changing the game. Right. Changing the position. So, check this out. Joining us now is the young – Talented, safety, slash linebacker, baller, slash money backer, baller. Whatever position you want him to play, he's going to play and he's going to excel at that. Making the tackle, covering people. Leading tackler of the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. Dayon Buchanan. Dayon,
1: welcome oh. to the RB podcast. <laughs> hey, what's going on? How y'all feeling?
2: Man? <laughs> oh, man, we turned up over here, man. Good to see you, dog. Look, before we get started, I'm a big fan, man. Again, like I True. said before, off camera, man. Play fullback, it take a lot of heart to play in that box, man. Great job, great season, bro.
1: Hey, man, that means a lot, especially coming from uh, both of y'all, man. Y'all got a big-time resume in this league. I appreciate
0: that, man. All right, now before we look forward, we got to look behind and talk about that game against the Packers. Uh, First of all, what were you thinking when you saw Aaron Rodgers let that Hail Mary go at the end of the game?
1: Man, honestly, I was really thinking just anything possible, you know, just because uh, he already, man, he already done did it before in the Lions game, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's a um, his play speaks for himself, you know, yeah. he's a phenomenal player, and uh, honestly, you know, we we still had our foots on the gas, but you know when he threw that ball up, uh, you see me, I was running, I was, I was going to blitz him, you know, yeah. just to yeah. create some pressure, some pressure on him, but he already got the ball out because he has a quick release, and uh, you know he ended up being a touchdown.
2: Deon, uh do do you think? That maybe you guys should have been more of a prevent defense as opposed to attacking. Even though I like the style, trust me, I like right. the attacking, the attacking defense. But sometimes you gotta play the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, honestly, you know, it was it was a good. I mean, it was a good call by Coach Best because. I mean, at the end of the day, when you give a player like that time enough to, you know, to make plays, he's still going to be able to make them. I feel right. like the best, the best thing was to do was to create pressure for him and to get in his face and hopefully, you know, get a sack out of it. You know, uh, like I said, he made a phenomenal play in uh, 83. You know, he went up and he got that ball.
2: Yeah, man. Now I, I started off by talking about being playing linebacker and, and having all the heart to be in the box. Mm-hmm. How do you feel knowing that teams kinda target you a little bit? Because you know we watch film too. We know people, yeah. you know, get that, that that little inside zone and Not, try to get at you. They, they, they game planning them. for it's you. Famous. How do you feel about being targeted like that in the run game?
1: Man, honestly, I mean I just, I just love uh I love being a physical guy, you know, that's I just I feel like that's what I bring to the to the table, you know, as far as a player is. Just being being the downhill physical player, and uh, I take pride in and hopefully you know being one of those playmakers that you know people are gonna have the game plan because that that's always been my dream. You know this is what uh, God had blessed me to do to come out here and, and play football, and uh, I'm thankful that it's for the Cardinals. And uh, you know honestly, I just want to continue uh, to to have the backs of my teammates and, and continue to play downhill and continue to be the player that I can be.
2: Man, now talk about your switch to linebacker. Man, you played defensive back. Well, what y'all call it, the money backer, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you
0: kind of created your own position? So you're saying he's a real-life creative player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real-life creative, <laughs> like like Madden guy, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it had started, started with Coach Bowles over with the Jets. Uh, he's over with the Jets now. Um, he, had, he had threw me in the box. It was kind of like an experimental kind of thing. And uh, he he liked me being there, you know, uh, when I was a rookie, you know, and I, that's where I played a lot uh, during my rookie season. And then Coach Betts, you know, he he kind of embraced the role and uh, allowed me to do a lot of different other things, going uh, outside, you know, going outside the box, being able to go out and cover, you know, uh, sometimes I'm in I'm in a nickel spot uh-huh. at times. Um, and um, it just depends on what formation it is, being able to spy on quarterbacks like Russell Wilson you're showing yeah. now and Sean now, and Cam, I mean, uh, you know, just faster faster guys, you know, so I'm just, I don't know, I'm blessed that they, they made a place for me because I'm kind of like, when I came in, I was kind of like that tweener, you know, do you want to put, you know what I'm saying, put, exactly, you know, put more put more uh, weight on them and, and make them into a linebacker, or, you know, or just have them strictly as a defensive back, and I'm just thankful that, here in the Arizona Cardinals, that they allow me to do have best best of both worlds.
2: Which one would you prefer? Would you prefer safety or, or, or linebacker?
1: I I love being around the ball. You know. Oh, you so, like I mean, you like getting yeah. dirty in that
2: box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So
0: I, I, now I got a question about that because I remember at the beginning of the season, everybody was talking about you being undersized and how yeah. teams are going to game plan for you and right. you're not going to be as effective. One, the question is. Do you hear that when people w- were saying those things, and is that motivation?
1: Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely heard it. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. You know, you try to stay away from you know ESPN and all of me, but it's hard to do that. You yeah. know, I, I heard it, and you know, it definitely fuels my fire. You know, because uh, the one thing I hate when people say I can't do something. Uh. You know, and uh, you know, just you know, it, it definitely fueled it for me. And uh, you know, so each and every game, you know, I just I go in with a chip on my chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And uh, just go out there and, you know, just, just ball for my teammates at the end of the day and just uh, and just glorify God's name, God's that's, name through my that play. That's
0: what's up. Amen to that. Now, uh, the DBs still claim you as one of their own. Uh, and the leader of that group is Patrick Peterson, and he's had a tremendous year. And when I played with the Minnesota Vikings, you know, I had a, a mentor in Randy Moss, arguably one of the best receivers of all time. So I used to follow him and mimic him, and what he said was golden to me. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. shut my mouth, open my eyes, and open my ears to him. Um, what has Patrick Peterson taught you, and how has he influenced your game?
1: Right, yeah, uh, man, huge. Just like you said, when he talks, it's, it's, it's all ears. You know, uh, he, he, he understands his game on such, a, such an advanced level that it's crazy. Oh. But um, he was actually the one that told me that I was going to make this transition into the box, really. You know? So he was the yeah. He was the one. He was the first one. He was the one to tell me. He was you know straight on, and he's the one that instilled the confidence you know uh, within me, letting me know you know what I need to do. You wow. know, just that's telling leadership. Me, bro. Yeah, you that's know, leadership. It, it, fr- yeah, from the beginning, from the uh, the straight beginning, uh, he let me know. He's a, and he had faith in me. And you know, when you got a guy that has a resume like his in the league, and he comes up to you and he tells you that we need you at this spot and we need you, and I know you can do it. You know, it, it honestly just you know, it, you know it. It inspired me,
2: you know, wow. and, it, and it, yeah, it really that's helped awesome. me out, you know. Now, uh, there's another guy on this defense, uh, 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 Ty- Tyron Matthew, who kind of, you know, people say he kind of invented his own position, too. I mean, he's yeah. in the slot. He's at yeah. safety. He can cover like a everywhere. corner. He hits. He's everywhere, right? Um, talk about how the team felt and what you guys went through as an adjustment with losing a guy that's so important to your defense. Right,
1: yeah. I mean, no one man can can replace can replace Ty. You know, like like you say, he does. He does everything. He need, he need, uh, he provides. You know, a, a leadership factor as well. You know, so I mean, it wasn't about replacing him because you can't uh-huh. do that. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, it was just being as a team and just understanding that we got to do our jobs that much better. You know, we got to yeah. all just be in line and you know the next man up. You know. Uh, you know Gerard Powers. You know JP. He he has a resume in this league as well. You yeah. know playing nickelback, back, playing starting that corner. So you know um, he's he's a baller as well. And but like I said, nobody can replace nobody can replace Ty. You know just because of the type of player he is and the type of person he is.
0: Now we uh, we spoke about Aaron Rodgers' greatness earlier. And coming up this weekend, you guys are facing another young great quarterback in Cam Newton. I don't want you to give away your game plan, but take us into into the film room on how you prepare for a guy like cam newton
1: yeah right i mean um he could do everything you know if we're just going to be honest you know he can run the ball he's a threat with his legs he's threat. he can make all the he can make all the throws and he also has the weapons to do it and he understands his offense you know and but honestly i feel like you just got to be disciplined with him you know you you, uh i feel like you got to be aggressive but it's kind of like a aggressive discipline you know you can't do too much you know once you get out your once you get out your job is when he capitalizes on it you know yep, because yep. he's re- yeah you know that's how I feel you know when he's he's reading everything is is based off him he's, reason, he's reading off what you're doing reading off what your mistakes is so I mean um I feel like if we're all we play the type of defense we can play we're gonna match up real well
0: so you know it's kind of crazy because you look at this matchup and then you you look at Dayon and what he's good at Mike right and yeah so, Dayon I'm gonna ask you is it almost uh, your talents is is a, a well-fit matchup for a guy like Cam Newton? Like, you created your own position, money backer, being lean, tall, fast, powerful. All the things that you do well is almost like the perfect matchup for Cam Newton. But Cam, six six two fifty-five, 255, dog. I'm but just saying, I, but bro. But I'm just saying, like, do you think like dude, going into man. The game, like, you know, I'm going to be a big part of the success yeah. of this defense because what I do well could almost, you know, nullify what Cam does well.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, I go into the game hoping I can be a big part of the defense, no matter who we're playing. So, yeah. you know, like the the coaches, they do a, a great a great job of game plan. Whether it's gonna be me, you know, having a big part in maybe spying Cam Newton, we we haven't got to that yet. But you know, I just I just want to be wherever they tell me to be, you know, and right. I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. But at the same time, like you said, like I feel like it's a it's a tremendous opportunity, just 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 based off you know it's the NFC Championship, you know the. It's two fantastic teams you know and uh not taking any anything away from them you know we're just going to go out there and we're going to continue to you know put our our best players on their best players we're going to throw that ball out there and we're going to see what happens that's what's, that's
2: what's up dog so i'm going to switch it a little bit and talk about Bruce Arians man uh talk about playing for him man i mean he he seems like the most fun like the most fun fun coach in the in the National Football League i he mean got he, a serious side to yeah, him yeah he even sounds like he black like, he sound like one of <laughs> us. I'm just being honest. What you laughing for, nigga? <laughs> he do, man. He sound like he a brother, man.
1: Like, just talk brother. talk about how he relates to you guys, man, yeah.
2: because he seems
1: like he's a real cool dude, man. Yeah, oh, no, nah, he does. You know, uh, in, in every aspect, man, I love Coach B.A., you know, uh, he's a he's a real-life players coach. You know, he understands, and he understands where, he, where you come from, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. Um, you understand? It's everybody's background, you know, mm. it can relate with everybody, that's you know, and that's that's yeah, you know, and that's that's a big thing, you know, and and when you got a coach like that, that just allows you and watch you want to play that much harder, cause you know it means a lot to him, and at the end of the day, he's not gonna sit back and be like, oh, this is all me. He's gonna point it back to his players, and he's gonna be like, no, nah, you know, I just this is, this is my players, you know, and uh, I feel like that's just a big thing with him. He, he he when you when you talk to him, it's not like you're talking to a coach, you know, it's like you're talking to you know when of you when you're friends, yeah. you know when one you, of your homies, you know so yeah, when when you got a coach like that, it makes it makes it makes waking up, you know doing what you love even easier. That's
0: um, dope, man. He's authentic. Yeah, man, that's 100%. what I like about BX. Now, now Dion, when I was young and y'all got drafted in 03, y'all know you might have been an elementary back then. But
1: uh <laughs> oh, Nick, <you laughs> ain't that old, man. I'm an OG. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: there, there was two times in my career where I was starstruck, and this is the truth. Uh, when I first saw Randy Moss for the first time because I was a huge fan, and then when I lined up against Deion Sanders, um, those are the two times in my career where I was starstruck. Have, yeah. you, have you had those moments yet playing against somebody oh. or even guys in your locker room?
1: That's a good question. Um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Starstruck, but I would say um, you know how you always game plan, you go into the game and you want to know if they were the real deal. And uh Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson was definitely that was that was the when I when we lined up against him, that was one of the guys where it's like, yeah, this man is everything everybody been talking about. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that
2: was a grown man yeah.
1: back then, uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. He his vision is crazy, man.
0: Yeah. That's what's up, man. Now, mm-hmm. um, this is the R&B show, so um, we love to talk about music. So I want to know, what uh, is Day-On listening to pregame? And what is your, your casual playlist? And then third, who's the best rapper
1: alive? <laughs> that was a good question, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. good we're putting question. you on the spot, bro. Man, uh, shoot. Pregame, I mean – I'm I, I like J. Cole, you know. I feel okay. like J. Cole, it, it's just like it's not – he got some stuff where he going, you know, and sometimes where it's just like, all right, I'm just mellow, I'm going to chill out, you know what I'm right. saying. I'm not Calm getting too high, effect. I'm not getting too low. Yes. Exactly, you know. And uh, best rapper alive, I mean, I feel like the best in the game right now is is, is Drake, you know. Yeah, he uh, got you he got to. Yeah, you got to D- get Drake This
0: his props, Yeah,
1: bro. you got to – yeah, I got to give Drake – give it to Drake, you know. Uh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Drake. uh, Well, well, since you're on the
0: lines of of talent and being the best in the game, uh, what's something that people don't know about Dayon? Is there some hidden talents that you got? I feel like every football player got something that he'd rather be doing, right? (laughs) So, so, So Something that you nice at that most people don't know.
1: Right. Uh uh I probably wouldn't rather be doing it, but uh I play I play golf in high school, so I mean I oh got a little word. golf in me. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's not, not a lot of people know that, but I, Hold shoot, up. I'm quite so, like, oh, so
0: speaking know. of golf, Patrick Peterson Yeah, he he, he only's the for truth. Real. He's so have go- you have oh, you guys yeah. golf
1: together? <laughs> he's real deep. Yeah, I've golfed with him uh quite a few times. Yeah, now nah, he's Patrick Peters is the real deal.
0: Bro, it's all in <laughs> your, your hips, bro. It's all in your hips, bro. I'm telling you, man. See, your hips. That's what's up, man. Hey, well, listen, man. We appreciate you joining us. Um, I, I'm going to be in Charlotte at the game. I'm going to have my kids out there. So, I'm going to yell your name, dog. I'm going to be a fan. Hey, dog. look, like, man. They, no they be dog. trying
2: to use this, man, to I get his, to say, get I don't his big, kids. Hey, don't big-time me, dog. I'll
0: snatch my suit Hey, look, and, man. And stay Bobby's in your zone, <laughs> bro. Stay in your zone, No, no, no. You run past me, I'ma trip you. Uh, on the way. To the hey, hey I'ma say
1: what's up for sure. <laughs> That's I what's up, man. It. TD, appreciate you got a
0: beat, bro. Us. Yeah, give us an outro beat, man. Dayon my freestyle a little bit. Oh. <laughs>
1: hey, you have a good one, man. Good luck this hey, weekend. Good Come luck, bro. Too. I appreciate y'all, man. All right, bro, bro.
2: Appreciate Dayon for joining us. Mm-hmm. Dude is a baller, man. 100. So, like dude, dude is like. He invented a position. In the much, NFL, man. 2016. In the, in the NFL, and he's undersized, man. So, um, as we head out of here, we're going to break down these games, conference championship games. Oh, yeah, yeah championship Sunday. Down. That's what we do. AT, let's get a beat before we do that. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. That is a fabulous beat, bro. Like
0: Fab. Hey, Cincy, I Fab, bro. listen, I, bet I, fab know, up, I know TD. I know TD's type. You always get a beat that grab you right out the gate, right? But there's always a subtle drop in yeah. there. Sometimes it come in hard. Like that one got that. Da, 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 da. Like he loves that stuff. That's him. That's hot. That's his lane. That's hot, right? Hey, too I could bro. appreciate that, man. That's let's what's talk up. about these, these these matchups. Hey, baby. let's talk hey. about these matchups. Let's up? start.
1: Uh, I'm not. Hey, look, in the AFC, let's I'm gonna be AFC. honest
2: with you. I'm not gonna pick a winner right now. That's cool. I don't. I don't want. So you. all y'all people out there on Twitter, don't get at me for not now picking listen, a winner. You right.
0: breaking down the game is just as good as picking That's a winner because exactly. people want to. I'm gonna break it down. So let's talk about the Patriots. Versus the Broncos. Let me reemphasize versus the Broncos in Denver. Yeah. And, Bra- and Brady, what is it? You know, he didn't have a great record in
2: Denver. Um, But it is still his Tom Brady. And they ha- Julian. Hold on, Edelman, hold on, hold on. Say that again. It's still Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Julian Edelman being back has totally changed the game. They're they're 10-0 with Julian this year.
0: Like, totally changed just the game. Just throwing it out there. And they you- averaged just under 100 yards with Julian on the field. Rushing. Like he, he he affects the game in, in so many different so
2: ways. So many different ways. But I look at I'm gonna look at the Broncos here and say that if they can't run the football Sunday, they may lose by a lot of like thirty points, bro.
0: Mm.
2: Because the reason they won the game the first time was because they ran the football. Facts. Brock Oswald was your quarterback. Facts. Brock Osweiler has a totally different skill set than Peyton Manning. Facts. Peyton Manning did look a little bit more fresh in this last game. He looked he better. Did. He did. But any, I challenge any football person to look at the film. Okay. And see his throws. <laughs> and tell me if you think
0: that's a strong arm for the playoffs. Now, I don't think anybody would challenge you on that, but they might challenge you and say it doesn't need to be strong when you are Accurate, and he was. There were some drop balls about. It was drop balls in the game. It was. He was hitting guys in the hands. It 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 it, it was. And a couple passes that he missed. Remember, he missed one deep. He overthrew somebody. So for me, that was kind of reassuring that he wasn't underthrowing individuals. But uh, the the one thing, the one thing I'm concerned about Peyton Manning is that um, because of his age and the injuries he's had to deal with over the last couple years, is that he telegraphs his throws which early in the season he was already making his mind up staring down guys and trying to get the ball out early because he knew his arm strength wasn't there he couldn't wait that extra split second and laser it in yeah, yeah. because of that teams were identifying where he was going his targets and, and jumping the gun and picking balls off so he did a great job because he didn't turn the ball over. That was the ultimate concern, right? Um, is Peyton going to come in and turn the ball over? I, so I think the two things that they they just can't don't do. I not Peyton. I just don't believe in two me. things they can't afford to do. Mike is have a, a, a lack of production in the running game and turn the ball over. Uh, uh,
2: and, and, That's uh, a recipe uh, for a disaster. And, and again, for Bill Denver. Belichick knows that they can't have a run game. So who do you, and
0: Bill do you, Belichick knows that he can yeah. challenge Peyton's who, arm?
2: Who, who, who the Broncos played this past week? The Broncos, they I, they beat – So uh, many games. So many games. Steelers. Steelers that, yeah, Steelers. 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 Dude, you cannot keep giving these receivers of the Denver Broncos free access. When I say free access, people, I mean playing off him like 10 yards. Right. Right. Peyton is gonna just do a speed out and they got eight, they got nine, and he can throw those all day. And you know what New England's gonna do? They're gonna load the box for the
0: run. And they're gonna put hands on the receivers. They're gonna put hands on the receivers and make
2: Peyton do did. his normal. Huh, huh, huh. You know that. When he's doing this, when he keeps hopping up in the air looking like he on hot potatoes or something, they're gonna make him do that. You know what I'm saying? Doing all right. that all the time. All right. And he's gonna either get sacked
0: or he's gonna throw interceptions. You need your quarterback to go out there and make plays, man. And then not to mention, you got Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, and Belichick, who's arguably one of the best. And they'll beat you time. any way you want. So, I'm going to give my pick just because, you know, I don't really care about giving picks. And I've been, you know, pretty good this year. Uh, I got the Patriots winning this. And yeah, I mean. I, I don't It's going to be fairly close, but then they'll extend the lead in the fourth quarter. So, I got the Patriots I don't winning pick this by it yet. 10.
2: I don't want to pick it yet, but. Let's right. just say I think the Broncos got some injuries. I mean got, got got some issues. And I look at their running backs. You take away that that long run by CJ Anderson, they got what,
0: thirty carries for like seventy something yards? That's facts. Like you can't. All right. Do that. Hey, let's move on. So the Cardinals versus the Panthers in Carolina. This is one of the more exciting games of the weekend out of the two. You know, I I feel like the first game could be like, you know, a cloud of dust game. I mean, it's just one of those battles. This one could be very explosive. You got the Arizona Cardinals who, like I've been saying all year, just like an open bar, they're taking shots, shots, shots all day long. All day regardless. Long. Even if you know they're going to take shots downfield, they're still going to take shots downfield. And then they got the running back, David Johnson, who is a, a young monster. Uh, and then defensively, we, we just talked with Dion Buchanan. Uh, you got Patrick Peterson, Clayes Campbell. They got some workhorses defensively. So if there's a team that's built to go out and shock one of the best teams this year, which is the Carolina Panthers? It's the Arizona Cardinals. You right, you right, Nate.
2: You t- they take shots, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about this on game day morning first. I'm going to do some XOs and show people exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Um. But the Carolina Panther, the Carolina Panthers are an explosive team, in the number one scoring offense. But something has worried me the last few weeks of the season and into the playoffs, and that's really been the play of the safeties. Mm. And they have the the safeties. Roman Harper and specifically Kirk, Kirk Coleman have an issue, have a real issue of transitioning from coming down in the box or coming down to a receiver and the receivers coming at them, and now they got to flip in and coverage. turn and get in the coverage. And, they ha- and and and, and you, as you know, Nate, when you're running deep, those deep nine-step play action, real deep yeah. sales dropbacks. The receiver's running able, his route on gotta the safety. You got to be able to flip them hips and <laughs> yeah, get going. and
0: get going. Especially with the speed there's on the Arizona Cardinals. And got. they
2: have way more speed than uh, at the wide receiver position than in the Seattle Seahawks did. And
0: Cortland Finnegan had his hands full in that second half with uh, Tyler Lockett. With Tyler Lockett. I mean – Slot in general. So, I, I'm just saying I feel like the, the matchup, there's a slight advantage offensively with Arizona because – if you're taking shots downfield, like you said, if they have that ability to take them deep seven, nine-step drops and Carson Palmer turns around and he got a crosser on one side, he got a go around on the other, and he got the backside dig, do they have the speed to keep up with these receivers? No, and that's why I don't and think. And then, I, I, not I don't to mention, they can hand it off to David,
2: who can he can rattle off a beast mode-type uh, run anytime time and again. I, that's why I don't think they'll play a lot of man. Another another big issue I'm going to be looking at is the D tackles of, of, of the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Cowan Short, uh, Star Tulalay, and uh, I forget the other guy's name. Excuse me, um, my dog. I forget your name. Keeley. Yeah. Um uh can they defeat these double teams of the Arizona Cardinals? The Arizona, Bruce Arians' offense is run game basically is double teams. Put the you take the D tackles and you put them into the laps of the linebackers. Right, Mike Ayupati and those guys up front have been a have been masterful at that yeah, this year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Right, one hundred percent. The best players on this Carolina Panthers defense are their linebackers. Uh, okay. I want to see that game. Will they be able to get on the next level? Will uh, Luke Keekley and Tommy Davis be able to bludgeon these guys up off of them? Mm-hmm. That's a matchup right yeah. there. And that's something that's not a sexy matchup. That's not something that's going to be diagrammed on TV or nothing. Right. That's something but it's something you, as a football, football player you're going to watch. Are going to be watching. That's something I'm going to be watching. To me, right there, that's where the game is going to be defined won Because you know what? If they can't block those D tackles, Carson Palmer is one of the worst
0: quarterbacks in the league with a dirty pocket. What right. do we say all the time? The game is won and lost in scrimmage. the trenches. It's at the line of scrimmage, bro? So th- that's that's awesome. So I'm gonna give my pick. I got I got the Cardinals upsetting the Panthers. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. So uh, I got the
2: I got the two road teams. And also check this out. Am I bad, man? I got another point about this game. Okay, what's up? We just had him on. Yeah. They
0: on. Uh, um, they on X Factor Buchanan. Buchanan. X Factor. First of all, he's, he's gonna be great in coverage. But I tell you he's one thing: be a tremendous spy for Cam.
2: Uh, I tell you one thing, though. Can he, and I know he know what I'm talking about. He's seen it on film, or oh, he's watching it today. Can he keep up with that quarterback power that's going to be run? Because truly, y'all don't have an extra defender now. Right. Which means you're going to have a big lineman pulling for you. Right. Okay. And then you got a 6'6, 200, a 6, 6, 260 pound quarterback yeah. running behind him. But well, one thing about Dayon that I've noticed from
0: watching film is he is very slick in getting off blocks. He sheds blocks very well because of his speed. He sees the approach. He sees the footwork of the pulling linemen, even uh, fullbacks, and he can shed slightly and speed into where he wants to go. So we'll see. It's going to be a great matchup Hey, let to me watch. tell you
2: something. In that briar patch
0: right there, and and, and and I know that this
2: part In that briar patch? Yeah, that's what we call You're so country. And that briar patch, really it's a little <laughs> different than being outside them numbers. Okay, you feel what, right. what I'm saying? I, I and that briar patch, patch, we call this, it's no fair dodging, baby. Hey. You better come get it. I won't smell your breath. Mustache to mustache.
0: Okay, cool. But feel Deon, me he's six one two ten. He ain't going go to go face He's not going to go face mask to face mask every time. don't have a choice. Okay, we'll see. I, watch <laughs> how he sheds up. Oh, he's going to do tough. it every once in a while, i about to say. He's also going to use his speed. That's his advantage, Mike. going to use his speed to make but tackles.
2: It, it, what I'm saying is, if you move in, if, if you're in the bar and you get out the way and you're slip, slip, slipping people, the back is right, right No, you're right. You're
0: right. You're right. Okay, cool. Come on, Nate. Now you're right. That's what I do, man. I know this is what you do. Hey, now listen. Before <laughs> before we wrap, I gotta say this quickly. I feel like the the Goon of the Week award goes to Steph Curry. All right. So the, the Steph Curry and the Golden oh, State yeah. Warriors played oh, in yeah. Cleveland last night, and they beat the brakes. beat the brakes off Cleveland. Brakes. Right. But the the crazy thing is what Steph Curry said before the game. He said, "I I hope the locker room still smells like champagne." Ooh. They won the title there. Sticky. So. That, that was that's bulletin board material at its finest. What he's saying his locker, his locker still. He's just saying like, man, I just hope it still smells like champagne for when we celebrated after beating you guys in the finals. And then he went out there It mm. was chopping cats up like <laughs> emerald. So uh, shout out to Steph Curry. Yeah, hey, You know, hey, ever since Drizzy Drake, man, light skinned dudes got a lot bolder in life, and I, I can appreciate it. Uh, they I can't. Right now. <laughs> I'm dark. <school. laughs> Me too, bro. Uh, yeah, shout out to all the dark-skinned people. Uh, TD and Thugga, Thugga, look, Thugga, Thugga, put it Thugga. Like, yeah, definitely me. <laughs> thugga, thugga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a wrap for this Let's week's show. Here, man. Hey, send us your questions, thoughts, and ideas. Um, hashtag i um, I'm at Nate13Brillson on Twitter. I'm at Real Mike Rob. And, and also, man, your music will give you props. Remember to contact Producer TD at Producer TD for the R&B Hotline. Let us hear your voice. And we'll put you on. Shout out to our production team. Yeah. Pro- producer
2: TD. Yeah. D'Angelo. Thugger, Thugger, Thugger in the building. And yeah. Of course, you, the listener. Yeah. Thank you guys. Spread the word. Hashtag RB. This is a
0: movement. Yeah. I'm iTunes, over, comment, man. retweet. Hit us up, man. You like to chill beat right here? Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. We, got, we got a couple minutes. Uh let me outro this freestyle. Oh, yeah. what, what, what are we talking about? You, you, you hit a piano?
2: I hear that piano. You hit the piano? My son played the piano. Uh, Come so- on, B5. Hit that piano, yeah. baby. Give, give me give me something. What, 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 what am I rapping about? Give me something. Uh, rap about the locker
0: room right before you go out for this championship game this week. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Hey, no magic. Uh. So is no hocus pocus in the locker room before the game. So much focus. I mean, you intent on winning. You mean mugging. So no grinning. I mean... Oh. You're trying to get to the Super Bowl. Your whole demeanor is super cold. Mm. You go out there, give it all you got. I'm talking mono a mano on the spot. Oh! Uh. Oh, oh,
2: is that is that is see, that TD rapping? No, I mean that TDB bopping? Y'all T
0: see see how he like to get them drops up here? Hey dang, hey, I didn't know you had some Dougie Fresh in you? Hey, hey I walked hey. in earlier. He was he was like <laughs> 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 laying down the track. <laughs> see, <he's laughs> awesome. we, we out of out, here, man. man. We out. Dave here. Make sure you check out the latest Dave Damashek football program as Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, and I break down an exciting weekend of division around football and get you ready for the two title games. Dave Damashek football program, NFL.com slash podcasts.